Matthew 5.37 says this, But let your yes be yes, and your no be no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. That's a pretty bold statement if you think about it. But the truth is simply, we're so bad at saying no. How many times do we tell someone, well, we might do this or we might not, or we feel obligated to say yes because we're scared that people are going to leave us or abandon us if we don't. So how do we say no? This week, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how to say no to your family, to spiritual authority, and even to yourself. This is an insanely hard thing for so many of us for such a simple word. We are for the spiritual nomads, the outcasts, and the ones who desire to ask the hard questions. A shelter in the desert, a safe place to share our thoughts, our hopes, and our dreams. We are pursuing the truth, and we don't care about the answers. We invite you to come and sit at our table and be a part of our tribe. We are brave. We are bold. We are the Reckless Pursuit. Hey everyone, welcome to The Reckless Pursuit. My name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. And this is episode 80. We are on episode 80. That's insane. Okay, sorry. Had to take a moment there. Episode 80. And today we literally have no agenda at all other than just talking about something that Elaine and I both had on our hearts separate uh, from each other. And so a lot of these solo episodes are like, what's been on our heart this week, right? And, uh, and this was one of those things where Elaine came in here like ranting and raving about something to me today. And I was just like, hey, funny, I actually wrote something down about that. We should talk about it on air and then uh, put it out to all of you amazing listeners. We're synced like that. Yes. And so what is that great topic? Um, ooh, should I leave? No, it's probably going to be in the tile, so I can't leave it as a mystery. Okay. So we're talking about saying no and the power of like literally the hardest word in it seems like our entire language is just two letters long. So we're going to be talking about that, what it's like to say no, when to say no, and the actual good that comes of it. And uh, we're about to get right into that. But first, a couple of quick things. If you're not on our email list, you're missing out. Come on. What are you doing? No, seriously. Uh, hop over to therecklesspursuit.com forward slash subscribe. And I just did a forward slash with my with my hand as I did that. And you can get access to all of our final fives, exclusive content, all of that good stuff goes on over there. And also, we want to hear what you have to say. So we want to invite you to Nomads. It's a pretty happening place. And uh, it's a good, awesome place for you to come and express your questions and uh, hear other people's perspectives on, on what's in your mind. So, Elaine, do you have anything else you have to say? Okay, cool. <laughs> no? All right. Leaving me hanging, fine. <laughs> no, I don't have anything else extra to say. Okay. You don't have anything you want to plug yet? Elaine hasn't started her podcast yet. You she ain't ready yeah. to start plugging stuff yet. I, I guess I can plug my blog, theprodigaldaughter.com, where I will house my podcast, but that's not until November, so we've got some time. I can leave them hanging on that one. Okay, cool. Let's start talking about how to say no. No. Rude. All right, everyone. So I'm sitting here with the queen of no herself, Elaine Johnston. Elaine, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> no, seriously. Elaine is so good at saying no. Almost too good. It's ridiculous. Uh, I am a person 
who has by I don't know if it's I mean, it's by nurture. I don't think it's by nature. I like seeing people happy, but not that much. So it's got to be by nurture. Uh, but I have grown up like with all of the stuff with my mother and all of that, like saying yes or trying to make people happy was almost like kind of put on me. And then, of course, when you go into ministry, that kind of just flows from that. It's like, oh, well, you have to say yes to pretty much everything. Even if that's not directly said to you, it's kind of implied. Like, you know, we've all kind of heard the idea of like, oh, you can't say no at your job. Like, if you say no at your job, then uh, then you're putting your job on the line or like you're going to get fired. Like, there's this, this, this stigma with this two-letter word that if you say it, people are going to take offense and or retaliate against you for saying it. So Elaine, what is your experience with no? Share a little about who you are with that amazing word because me and you are not on the same page. No. See what I did there? Oh yeah, okay, very nice. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I got so good at it. Honestly, like sometimes I feel that I say no too much and that I'm too selfish with my no sometimes, but that's something that I'm working on. Um, I guess a lot of my experiences with no have been in church settings. People trying to volunteer me, not me volunteer, but other people volunteer me to do things. And um, one of the things that I can remember is trying to get volunteered to watch three-year-olds for some event that was going on at the church. And there are certain kids that I'm around that I like. But for the most part, I don't like kids. And this person, I guess, didn't know this. I wasn't that close to this person. And I was like, you know, I just don't think that I really want to do that. And yeah. And a lot of other experiences with no have just been people wanting me to do things for them. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to. That sounds very brash, but sometimes I say, hey, like, I don't feel like doing that. Or even if I don't uh, completely explain my case to that person, I'm just like, hey, you know, I can't. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's start with this. Why is saying no such a hard thing to do? Generally speaking, people want to please other people, whether that's because they want to see those people happy or maybe it's a selfish thing of if you're always saying yes to somebody else in need if you're in need you feel like that should be reciprocated or you just genuinely don't know how to say no and even if you really don't want to do whatever it is that they're asking you to do you can't say no to people because you just want to please people you just want to make them happy or maybe they'll leave you alone if you you know, just keep telling them yes, keep giving them what they want. Or sometimes it you're afraid that you're going to look like a bad person if you say no. Right. I think that we um, have this stigma that if we say no, that people are going to take this offense and it's going to be this like negative way they view us, right? Like, oh, if I tell this person, no, I can't do that, then we instantly feel guilty that we are singling them out or that we are denying them of something in their life that they need or they want. And uh, we typically people want to see other people succeed. And I know that's like a lot of people would argue, oh, no, they don't. Well, most people who say yes to things for sure want to see other people succeed. They want to see other people happy. Sometimes we base our emotions, like you were saying, in those other people. And I think that we have this, this idea that 
if I tell this person no, then I agree that like what you were saying that, oh, maybe they won't be there for me, but also at the same time that they are going to look down on me as a person. They're going to like belittle me. They're going to think that I am less than because I'm not willing to. And the other truth of the matter is there's a lot of people out there who are really bad at saying no. There's also a lot of people out there who are really good at manipulating something to get their way. And uh, this is just a wild thing. There's quite a few little areas we can touch on with the whole idea of saying no. But before we get into all of that, I kind of want to just touch on like what we talk about a lot here. It's like, okay, so church settings, faith settings, like what is saying no look like there? We were at a lunch a little while back and I overheard a conversation uh, and this gentleman said, I don't like saying no. And I've convinced myself that saying no is a sin because God doesn't say no. And I've just realized that saying yes to everything, maybe I'll get the opportunities I'm needing. And then in the same breath, went into complaining about how tired they were and how overworked and burnt out they were in their establishment uh, that they were serving at, uh, their faith establishment they were serving at. And I was just felt so bad because I very well could have been that person at one point. Like there was a time in my life. You have been that person. Yeah. And there was a time in my life where I literally would be that. I would just, I was there. I said yes to everything. I would say yes before thinking uh, on something. That would just be the first word that came out of my mouth. Sure, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Did you want to be that yes man? Or was there ever anxiety that came from having to possibly say no to somebody? Did you think you were going to lose your job? Like, why did you say yes? All of the above. So it started with um, whenever you're put in a situation where you are enabling someone, and that's what an, en an enabler is, even if you're not saying the word yes or no, you are enabling some someone else to do an action, right? And so with my mother, a lot of times I would enable her, or we would enable her, being my family as a whole, uh, because it was easier to deal with her whenever she was enabled. It's hard to say no. And here's just a really good example. As I got older, more people, my father and I made the conscious decision to start saying no to my mom more. No, you cannot, uh, like we're not going to be, you can physically do this. We can't stop you from doing it, but, uh, we're not going to go give you money to go buy liquor. If you want that, you're going to have to get a job and work for it yourself. You're not going to, I'm not going to go to the store and buy you cigarettes. Like I had to say that no numerous times as I got older, like, no, I'm not going to do this. No, I am not going to take you to the liquor store so you can buy a beer. No, I am not going to come and pick you up whenever you're walking down the road, uh, so drunk out of your mind. And then like the police come. I did that so many times. I showed up for my mom over and over and over again. It's so hard to say no to someone you love, especially when they put themselves in the line of danger, right? And really what it became is like this attention-grabbing thing of whenever I wasn't giving her the attention she sought after, she would act out knowing that I would run to her rescue. There was times that I had to get her out of, like, you know, cops would pull her over. I would have to go and find her car because she would drive it somewhere. She was so drunk she couldn't even get home. She would wreck it. That happened you know, last year, right before she passed away, she flipped her car up on the side in a ditch because what happened? And what did I have to do? She came to the house and like, I'll just go ahead and share the story. It's kind of a hard story to share, but I'll share it. Like we come to the end of the road. My mom's car is flipped over on its left-hand side, full of water in a ditch. It was pouring down rain or I just finished pouring mm -hmm. down rain. It was uh, on its side in the ditch. She was literally hanging by her seatbelt 
we went, we got her out. My grandmother, like, like bad hated, jumped into the thing, swam in there, and, like got her out because my like I don't know what she was doing. She was like, whoa. But she so knew she, what she was doing. Yeah, she she's she's been to this rodeo before, sadly enough. So uh, she jumped into the into the drainage ditch and went and got her out. We tried to get her home and. And she walked back and she just like grabbed the keys from my grandmother and took off running right back to her car and locked herself back in this car that's up on its side and started flooring it trying to get out of the drainage ditch. And I had an option right there. Uh, As a matter of fact, let me tell you how I had an option. I had a guy pull up and he's like, I don't want this girl to, uh, you know, I don't want her to have to go to jail. Like, you know, let's just try to get her to your house and let's just pull the car out of the ditch. And I looked at him and I said, no. And it was like the hardest thing because I'm like, I have the opportunity to save my mother from getting a DUI, to save my mother from going to jail tonight. I have the opportunity to let her keep her car, to try to just smooth this all over with my, I knew my dad was going to be furious when he found out, obviously, because, you know, he paid for the car, like that she just wrecked. And of course, like the tension between like your, your spouse drinking and having to deal with all that struggle. And I looked at him, the gentleman offering to pull it out, and I said, no. And I called the cops. And the cops got there, and they looked at me, and they said, well, do you want to take her? And I said, I will not take her. I will not babysit her anymore. There had been at least five other occurrences in my life. I said, sure, and I took my mom home. And I sat with her all night long, making sure she didn't cause problems. I wasted hours upon hours of my life babysitting someone else who did not care enough to try to care for themselves, who could not say no to something else, mind you. This is a whole other thing. She didn't know how to say no to her addictions, and she didn't know how to say no, uh, I'm not going to give in to this. I'm going to allow myself to feel. She didn't know what to say yes to and what to say no to. That's what got her in this position in the first place, right? And so why am I going to be the carrier of her lack of being able to say no? It's not my responsibility. And it was and I can go this much further. God did not want me to do that. And I had the most profound thing told to me one time, and I will never forget it. And I had a a person tell me that whenever I enable my mother and this woman had a very similar upbringing, and it was just it was it was profound when she told me this. And she said, uh, "Whenever I enable my mother, I am trying to be God to her. And who am I to play God to someone else? Who am I to try to control someone else? You know, I'm doing this out of my own fear. I'm doing this out of my own reaction. Uh, I am trying to control her circumstances because if I can control her circumstances, it makes my circumstances a little better because I'm the one that have to deal with it, right?" Ultimately, it's selfish, and I had to step away and allow her to make her choice on whether her yes be yes or her no be no to her addictions. I couldn't carry that for her. So how did it make you feel like, obviously in the midst of everything, I'm sure you felt bad because of all the times you've said yes and and then just the repercussions of what happened, but the following days and weeks, like, did you feel at peace with it? Did you feel... Like that was the right thing to do. Do you did you feel strong in you being able to say no despite the situation? I feel like I had everyone's worst case scenario with my no, mm-hmm. uh, because ultimately when you think of no, you you're scared to say no because you're scared of losing something. 
you feel you have to please someone else in order to keep them in your life, right? And so by saying no, no is a word that that invokes fear. It shouldn't because people who aren't mature enough to take a no uh, aren't mature enough to ask the favor they asked in the first place. I told my mother no, so she went to jail. She got a DUI. She lost her license for six months. That started her down this really rough spiral to drinking heavier and heavier and heavier. Every time we ever said no to her, it pushed her deeper into alcohol, it seems. But that's not on me. But it's hard. I had to tell my mom no uh, whenever she would call me, whenever she would come visit. Uh, you know, my grandparents live just not very far from us. When she would come visit them, uh, I had to say no if she tried to come around me and my wife. I had to say no every time she would try to knock on our door or she would try to text me or call me. I had to block her for months. I think two months I blocked her uh, until finally I allowed her back in just a little bit. And even up until, and mind you, this all happened, what, four months before she died. You know, this all happened in February, right? And she passed away in, in July. So March, April, May, June. So four months before she passed away, this all went down. And when she died, I had to deal with some of those burdens of, did I cause this? Did my no cause her to go out and start drinking heavier because she didn't have a car? She didn't have anything to do with her time. She didn't have this. She didn't have that. No, I didn't do that. I have to tell myself no. And that's a whole other point. Maybe we should make that a point right now. Sometimes you got to know how to tell yourself no. I had to stop myself, stare myself down and say, no, Cody, you did not cause this. All you did was save your marriage, you saved your house, you created an environment of peace that you've never had, and you drew a line, a boundary, you put up a boundary saying, no, you're not going to bring that negativity and plant it into my life anymore. Because by allowing her to come in, by allowing her to come over when she's been drinking, driving over drunk, uh, doing these things, coming over trying to claim, oh, I did, I wasn't actually drinking, blah, 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 all these different lies, all these different uh, half-truths, which is, you know, half-truth the whole lie. You've heard that before, right? She was planting these ideas into me, which was ultimately causing me anxiety and stress, and it was bringing out bad characteristics of me, which in turn was reflecting on my wife. Like, I can't allow this vicious cycle to keep going. I had to say no. And I had to tell myself, no, you're not going to take that burden. Now that she's passed away, she said no, or she said yes to so many things that it killed her, okay? Now you're not going to start saying yes to taking on that guilt and shame. You're going to say no to it and be stronger than she was. And one of the biggest things that I want to tell people who struggle with saying no or who are learning to say no is that no is a form of self-love. And, you know, self-love isn't selfish. Saying no in the right light isn't selfish. And whenever you start to take ownership of you and your responsibilities, you are able to guard your heart. And if people um, see you as the yes person, but take advantage of you, and then once you learn to say no, you're able to start guarding yourself and protecting yourself and your family, your marriage, or whatever the situation is. And that is a form of self-love. You have to be able to love yourself before you can love others. And I know that that sounds selfish, especially within like religious places and church, because it's like, well, die to yourself daily, sacrifice for your brother mm -hmm. and all that stuff, which yes, that is important. And there's a yes time and for amen. that. 
there's a time for that, but there's also a time to put yourself first because if you are not taking care of yourself, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever, how can you pour to somebody else? How can you pour out from an empty cup? How are you able to love somebody else if you have not learned the form, the art form of no because you've always been the yes person? And honestly, if you've always been the yes person, to peep to a certain person or a specific group of people and they recognize that you're always saying yes they're going to take advantage of you Mm -hmm. and whenever you allow somebody to take advantage of you knowing that that's what they're doing that's damaging to yourself and your soul well and and honestly it's sinful right that is a sin nature in essence like you're allowing someone to damage you you're allowing it to go on uh you're you're literally inviting in self-harm. You're saying yes to so much that it's causing you to hurt and to suffer. And for one, I don't know where this whole notion that no is unbiblical comes from. I don't understand. I kind of get it. I kind of understand. But Jesus said no. And if you want me to kind of like go into that, what did he do right before he was dying? He went alone to the garden to pray. He took his time to himself. That's okay. Whenever people were coming saying, we need you to uh, feed us again, how to perform more miracles, perform more miracles, uh, what did he do? He said, no, let's go get in the boat, guys. We're going across the, we're going elsewhere. We have other places to go. This group's had theirs. If all they care about is a loaf and a fish, then they didn't get the memo. No, guys, we're out of here. Jesus said, no, it happened so mm-hmm. well, we need to quit uh, like identifying like oh Jesus never said no to anyone. And what? Jesus doesn't want yourself to allow people to take advantage of you. Jesus doesn't want that. Jesus doesn't want you to constantly be saying yes because you are putting your value in what other people have to say instead of what you know the truth about you of what God says about you. God wants you to focus on him and focus on yourself. And sometimes that means saying yes for people like me and saying, okay, well, you've said no enough. Can you give a little bit? You know, mm-hmm. like there, there is the other side of constantly saying no, because then what aren't you saying yes to? Like what beautiful things aren't you saying yes to? So there's a balance, but especially within church culture and religion, it's always say yes, because that's what Jesus would do. Well, no, Jesus didn't always say yes. Right, and that's the biggest reason we have such a culture of burnout that we have right now, is everyone's, we love to start things, we love to start things, we love to start things, but we don't like to maintain things, right? So we keep doing all these new things, we're like, hey, we need volunteers for this. Hey, you're good with this, we're gonna put you over here. Sometimes people volunteer and you don't even ask, sometimes you're just thrown into things and you're like, hey, you're gonna do this. Uh, one of the things I was told one time is sometimes whenever I ask, I'm actually telling you what to do. I'm just being polite. That was one of the biggest times where I had to say no. That's one of the biggest times where I actually had to walk away from a lot of my ministry stuff was because uh, I had to I had to say no to some things. There were some times I've had to say no because I wasn't given the opportunity to consult with my wife first, and I knew I had to talk to her first. And there have been times I have said yes, and it has cost uh me mentally and it has put stress on us relationally and i've had to get better about saying no but talking a little bit for a second about what you were saying there elaine is how there's there's a time for yes and a time for no and how do you distinguish what each of those are right so obviously we're talking about like oh we don't or like you need to be able to say no you need to be able to guard yourself guard your heart whatever however you want to put it 
but there is a time for yes, you know. There's the whole Bible verse of like who would withhold from their children or what mm-hmm. have you. There's a lot of times to say yes. Anytime you can help someone else and give of yourself freely, like you should be able to say yes freely. But you also have to realize that there is a balance to that. And I want to just kind of share something that has really, I have read it a little while back and it was super powerful to me. And it was this saying no doesn't mean I don't have the time. It means I don't have any more of myself to give right now. And I think that's the hugest thing is like when we realize that if we say yes to everything, if you think, oh, I can just squeeze it in right here, squeeze it in right here, sooner or later, you're cutting out every bit of time. You're giving all of yourself to things, to works, and there's no time for your faith. There's no time for your uh, your own health, your own mental health, your own physical health, whatever it is. You rob yourself of any kind of free time to recuperate and to rest and you get so busy doing works that you burn out and one of my favorite books which is essentialism Mm -hmm. he actually talks about this more in like the workplace of taking on assignments and projects but one of the things that i loved about um the book is how he said that when people are when employees are constantly saying yes to other employees or their bosses or clients or customers or whatever yeah, you may have the time to do a bunch of little things, but you're not going to be able to give yourself fully. You're just doing a bunch of mediocre jobs just because you want to please other people. But when you realize what are some essential things that you know that you can pour Mm -hmm. your heart out to, it's not, I'm going to say no because I don't care about people. It's, I'm going to say no on this thing so I can give my whole heart on this thing. Yeah, and even... Uh, to, to build on that, like absolutely, like when you're giving yourself to something that isn't your passion or whatever you're doing, you're doing a subpar job. But then think of it this way. When you say yes to someone else uh, just to try to fill in that gap, but you don't have a passion for it. And this applies super heavy to like spiritual stuff, right? Like to those of you who out there who are still in church, really, like this is one of those key things that like we want to give you. If you are constantly uh, saying yes to things, oh, yes, I said yes to the children's, I said yes to running this thing or running sound or blah, whatever these things are, you're actually robbing someone of fulfilling their purpose, doing what they love, and you're doing a mediocre job just to get something done instead of allowing something to be as beautiful as God would have designed Mm -hmm. it to be. Yeah. So you're actually... uh, filling in a void, but you're not even the right. It's kind of like the whole square peg in the round hole, right? There's corners missing. You're not filling that gap. And sooner or later, things are going to start falling through the cracks. And then it's going to make you look super bad, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes to this whole this whole next little bit here. And I'll just, I'll read this from my journal. I wrote this today, and this is why I was saying, like, we were kind of on the same on the same wavelength whenever we were both talking about our nose. And so I wrote this down. A well-placed no saves so much heartache versus a strung along maybe or a lying yes. Think about it. You tell someone, hey, I'm going to do this, but then you don't. What does that do? Just because you were scared to say no even sometimes, just because you have a hard time saying no, well, now you've come out and you have put someone's hope in you and then robbed them of it. To string someone along with a maybe 
how are they supposed to know if they're if they can find someone else to fulfill the need in their life or to uh, even if it's just hanging out, whatever it is. This person, you're not valuing their time. You're not valuing their their value. You're not valuing yeah. them. You're wasting time. You're re- you're wasting resources. You're putting a stress on whoever the people are that are involved. You're creating stress for future events, future things, because if you um, aren't capable of saying no, but then you don't show up or you just kind of string people along, then you won't be held reliable when it comes to the bigger things. And and yeah, it may seem silly or stupid if you say, hey, yeah, I'm coming over in a little bit, and then they never show up because they were afraid of saying no or they didn't know how to say it or whatever happened. Then the next time, you may not want to invite that person over or you may not think that they can be reliable with the big thing that you were really needing them to show up for. And it's all a mental game whenever you're trying to please other people. Those people are still going to love you even if you say no. And sometimes that is why people love you or sometimes people love you that much more, respect you that much more because you're able to say no because they'll be like, okay, thanks. I'll ask you again some other time. I already had somebody else mind, but I just wanted to make sure. And then you kind of go on with life. Well, and so this is one of these things that like just really hits home for me too. If you, for one, if you say no to someone and it makes them leave you as a person, if a no is enough to drive someone away from you completely, that is not a relationship you want in your life because that person is trying to use you, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If you say, no, I don't want to uh, serve in this area, that's not my passion, and that person gets mad and never asks you to do anything else again or never gives you another opportunity, screw them. They're not your people. All they're trying to do is use you. If you have a friend that they're always trying to take and take and take and you or a family member like in my instance right sooner or later you're going to say no and if that makes that person retract away from you they're using you you're just a tool to them and you don't want that relationship anyway but if you want to see a way to truly kill valuable relationships say yeses when you intended to say no and don't fulfill or Leave everyone hanging all the time with your maybes, with your I don't knows, or I'll get around to it, and make people have to hunt you down or have to try to fill in these spots. You know, think of like, you think of any scenario like, hey, I'm moving. Can you come help me? Maybe. Well, I need to know. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to do this thing. I need a truck. Like, I need something. Right. And so, like, if they're like an even giving relationship, you know, maybe you should give them a solid answer. And that's a, I think that's the biggest. And kind of like it's an oxymoron really when you think about it because our biggest fear with saying no is we're going to push someone away. But by saying no, you are actually keeping those who are valuable close mm-hmm. because then when your yes is a yes, it's it's truth and you're pushing away the ones that are just using you when in the first place. You're keeping that respect alive because of those friends or family members or church members or whatever situation that you were in, whoever those people are when they know that they are abusing you and using you and using your resources and your talents because they know that you can't say no, you don't want those people in your life, for one. Those relationships aren't valuable to you. You are not losing anything if that's what the people 
um, are wanting you to, but there's no respect in that because if they know that you're always going to say yes and that's the only reason why they ask, they don't have your respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote this down also the other day. It says, saying no is not a sin, but people pleasing is. And that, I don't remember where I was sitting when that came to me, but I had to like jot it down real quick because I was like, man, that is so powerful like saying no is not a sin but people pleasing is how is people pleasing a sin because you're doing it out of selfishness you're doing it you're serving someone else someone else just to uh control your world control your environment if i do this for a person x y and z then they'll stay around you're trying to take control of everything you're trying to manipulate your environment as a whole and um that's that's not living free at all that's that's very a very hard way to live so let's transition a little bit here and let's talk about when to say no and when to say yes how do you know when to say no Elaine? i think it depends on the situation for one it's you can easily detect the people who are just using you because they know they can and so just kind of understanding that person and the situation and if it's is going to put you in danger, then absolutely say no. If it is going to hinder your mental health, then absolutely say no. If it is going to cost you more in the long run, I feel like that's a a way to say no. And if you are just going to feel completely drained, that's a time to say no. And if it's going to affect your spiritual life, then I think that's a big time to say no. If it's something that, uh, you know, you're just, uh, there's a big thing when like working in church where like when you work so much doing so many things for God, you forget to actually pursue God yourself, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's why I don't think theologians work at church as much because they're in the pursuit of learning. They're not in the pursuit of doing, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's places for all of that. But uh, the big thing I would say of like trying to learn when to say no to a specific person or a specific event is does it put pressure on your life? Is this person pressuring you? Think of like... Uh, scammy car salesman, right? Or infomercials. They just seem over the top. It's like, I have to make the decision right now. I need you to do this right now. And I'm not talking like these little decisions like, hey, will you come over later? Do you want to you know, catch a movie or something like that? It's these pressure decisions like, hey, uh, I, I really think that I need you to go and do this thing. Or I think you, I need you to go and buy this. Or I think you need to go and um, you, you don't need to be with that person, right? Like, okay, for instance, uh, we have a friend who was telling us about how uh, they he had a he had friends who were married, and a prophet air quotes here on prophet came into their church uh, and told them both that they weren't meant to be together and they needed to go and to get a divorce, and they did it. They went and got a but divorce. It was one sided too, though. It was one sided, completely one sided, uh, and like. We won't throw genders or anything like that because that doesn't matter. But it's it was a one-sided thing. The one person listened, and it left the other person devastated. And at the point now where they just cannot stand the idea of religion anymore. It pushed them completely away because someone in some kind of weird, lustful, jealous, whatever this was, was like, hey, you need to you need to get broken up, right? But because they carried some level of, like, air quotes on, again, you know, here, authority or spiritual authority or what have you, it they listened. And it doesn't matter who it's coming from. Uh, manipulation is manipulation. It can come from the lowest form, from you know a toddler trying to get their way to the highest form, uh, a president, a pastor, 
uh, a congressman, uh, even, you know, a family member. Manipulation is manipulation. And whenever you start realizing that people operate out of two, two spectrums, they're either operating out of fear or comfort, right? And so these people are operating out of fear, trying to control, trying to get, trying to gain at your expense. And so if there is pressure involved in it, if it doesn't set right, it feels like a burden, it's against the natural flow, then absolutely say no. Do not go with that. But sometimes to say yes, we are a community, ultimately. That is the ultimate purpose. That is what Jesus' mission was, is to commune together. We are united spirit. And so, of course, we want to strive to help. We're not sitting here saying, like, say no to everyone. What we are saying is if it's a big decision, well, for one, let's back up. If it's a simple thing and you know you can do it and it sounds, you know, if it's something you you want to do to help someone, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not people-pleasing. If it's something you're doing out of obligation, now you're getting into people-pleasing. Obligation is a dirty word. It is a word that we, ha- we use to uh, trap people in these snares of yes. And so like, oh, well, you're obligated to your parents. You're obligated to your family. You're obligated to your church. No, you're not. No, you're not. You are obligated to yourself. You are obligated to God. And you are obligated to try to see the best in people and to try to show love the best you can. But you're not obligated to do anything else. Mm -hmm. This whole obligatory thing where we are trying to put people in these snares, these shackles to force them to do stuff has got to stop. And if you're sitting on the other end of this and you're like, man, I just, I have such a hard time saying no, just realize that you're not in a, you're not, you're not trapped, right? Like you're, you're not doing anyone any justice by constantly saying yes to everything. You're actually hindering yourself. You're making yourself bitter. You're making yourself angry. The more you pursue the constant saying of yes, the more people that are actually going to just, it's like it attracts people. Like when you don't know how to say no, it attracts people that want to use and abuse you. So some examples of knowing when to say yes is maybe, you know, you were going to go watch a movie or do something fun, but somebody came up to you that you knew or maybe you don't know and said, hey, like, I ran out of gas. Can you help me push my car to the parking lot? You know, you weren't already going to be doing something that important. And you're like, okay, I, I, you know, I'm able to give my time. Or if it's something that you want to do just because you want to see that person succeed, you want to help them. And it might even sound fun to you. Or Mm -hmm. you're super passionate about making cookies for... I don't know, the youth drive or something, you know, and and you want to be involved with that. You want to help other people succeed. Those are great examples of knowing when to say yes. If you have a family member that's in need and you know that it's not just because they know you'll say yes, but if it's something that you are able to give and you are able to give freely, then that's an indicator of, hey, maybe I should say yes to this. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing, though, is is knowing you know, you'll know when to say yes because it'll feel right. Yeah. It'll feel right in your soul there and won't in your be spirit. Pressure. And I hate just like not giving like a tangible like thing you can physically touch, but it is something you can feel. A, a correct yes always feels right in your spirit. It's, it, you know, it's the right thing to do. But a yes that is 
uh, done because you've been pressured into it. You've been backed into a corner. You feel bad if you don't. You feel heavy. You feel that sinking feeling. That's not proper. And so it really comes down to you. There's not a, a yes and no uh, we can give you. There's not a black and white we can give you. All we can say is feel out those moments. And if it's a big thing and you need a second, that's okay. And if anyone tells you you have to make this decision right now, that's a good indicator that it probably needs to be a no. Unless somebody's dying. <laughs> like, I, I can't think of something that's a right now Right. Basis. It's like there's a difference is like, hey, help me flip this car off of this person that's crushing them. Yeah. That's reactionary. What I'm saying is like someone's like, hey, uh, you need to go and divorce your wife because the Lord told me to tell you this. For one, you probably shouldn't have to think about that very long. But if it's something you're even contemplating, maybe you should stop back and say, oh, I don't know about that. Because a lot of times people are good at manipulating, right? Mm -hmm. It's what happened to Adam and Eve in the in the original you know, story. People are good at manipulating. Manipulation is a real tactic that's used against people to feed and kind of parasitically latch on to our weakness uh, and our weakness being that we want to see other people do well. So all this to say, guys, uh, we're not as kind of just a, a compilation of things and it's not the most spiritual and it's not the most literal either. It's just a practical little thing saying, hey, it's okay to say no. And if you have a hard time with that, I understand. I get it. Uh, some people like Elaine are just more instinctual on their nose. And then there's people like me who have to fight with it. But just realize that a, a proper no is more life-giving and more respectable than a yes done out of obligation or a yes done where it builds sour intentions in you. And I guess maybe that's the last point is when you say yes to too many things that you don't have the passion for, you don't have the desire for, you don't get that good feeling, it builds up resentment in you toward other people because you haven't been able to draw those boundaries and now you begin to resent those people asking. And that's a whole other problem because that leads us into manipulative tactics as well. So as a recap, it's okay to say no. Watch those emotions. If you're ever feeling pressured, that is not a proper thing to say yes to. That is a definite no. Pressure is a tactic used uh, out of deception. And uh, all of that to kind of lead to our final question. And I think that would just be, um, what have you struggled saying no to? For me, it was saying no to my family. And then what's something you've struggled saying no to? just to be like open and honest on the yeah, air. Here. I would say family too, because that is one area that I've kind of realized, like I am not able to say no to, you know, for the most part I can say, Hey, no, I don't feel like doing that. Or, Hey, like I don't like the way this situation is being played out. I think I'm going to step out of this or whatever, but I never really realized until this year. Um, I guess with specific family members, I've been better with it. Um, but for the most part this year, I kind of realized like, yeah, I'm great at having boundaries. Yeah, I'm great at saying no. But there comes certain circumstances, especially with my immediate family, where I'm just like, it's really hard to say no right now because I really want to say yes or I feel like I should say yes. Out of obligation. Out of obligation. And I've just kind of realized like even with family, even as something as intimate 
as family, it's still okay to say no. And that's respectable. And just to throw this one little thing, I know we already we already did our little wrapping question. That's okay. We're going to tackle on this one little thing. It's okay to say no to your spouse mm-hmm. because I love Elaine enough that whenever I say, hey, I really, uh, hey, can we go and do this or can we go, can we go do this today or can we go help out so-and-so or can we spend money on whatever? Like, cause we always can, we try to consult if yeah. it's over like about $30, we try to consult on each other uh, when we're doing like bigger purchases and stuff. And sometimes the answer is no. I wanted to buy a new mixer for doing audio. And the answer was no. And whenever we got around to thinking, I was like, you know what? We probably didn't need to buy that right now. There's been numerous times where Elaine has had things that she has came to me with. And I just had to say like, not right now. And am I saying that like I'm controlling her decisions? No, I'm talking about joint things we do together as a married like couple, as a unit. But we respect each other's yeses and nos. And that's okay, because that's what healthy relationships are, is respecting each other's mental state enough to, uh, to, res- to give the, each other that level of respect, to give each other that room uh, through it. So anyway, we want to hear from you guys. Head over to Nomads, a safe community for Christians who ask unsafe questions. You can find it in the comment section below. I had a podcast episode go live for itinerant biblical history beyond the bible thursday so if you haven't caught that so far it is on the egyptian plagues and it was one of my favorite episodes to write if you haven't done so thus far go over there and hit that subscribe button and leave an honest review it helps us to know how to serve you guys better what you guys like and as always we love you be brave be bold and be reckless we'll We'll talk talk soon. soon